Welcome to Fast Fiction. Have you ever heard the old biblical expression, do unto others as you wish others do to you? Well, by any other name, that would be touche. I admit, when I first saw him walking down the mile, I was fooled like everyone else. That's a nice looking young fellow, I thought. Blonde, curly hair, smooth complexion, and eyes that looked directly at you and said, I'm a nice guy, believe me. And you would. The patch had his number. Began to growl deep in his throat, he did. So I looked up at a stranger more carefully through me dark shades, and I saw the tight smile come on his face. As he got close, he gave old Patch a mighty kick, and under his breath I heard him say, Take that, young mongrel begging cur. Well, I was up on my feet straight away. Even though my arthritis was cruel, I was ready to have a go at him with my fists. But by the time I was steady, he was halfway up the mile. As it was, I still broke me cover and yelled after him, What'd you do that for, you rotten bastard? He looked back, surprised, and gave me the old one-finger salute. Naturally, with me white cane and dark glasses, he thought I couldn't see. And that's true, I ain't got much vision, but I got enough to get around and patch ups make up for all me shortfalls. Well, I kept my eye on him after that, figuratively speaking, of course, and I saw a lot, I can tell you. At first, I thought he was just a rat bag, one of them nasty bits of work that comes from broken homes and institutions. But gradually, I began to change my mind. A few days later, I was in my usual pitch outside of David Jones and making good use of the crowd when old Patch began to growl again. I looked up and I saw Blondie give a great kick at me at as he went past. Coins went everywhere. A whole day's work. I wanted to jump up and thump him, but I thought it best to get stuck in and pick up the money before any of them other thieving toads got to it. He knew that, of course. A big grin came on his face as he looked back at me, scrambling all over the pavement. Well, I wasn't going to let the sod get away with that, so I lied out. Stop that man, he's stolen me money. He's stolen from a blind man. There was a big bloke coming from the other direction, and he saw who I was pointing to, and he blocked the rat bag's way. Blondie began protesting his innocence, of course, but the fellow wouldn't let him go. A big cloud collected all around him, and one of them patrol police came up and said, All right then, you lot, what's happening? Well, there was a great shouting match with everybody throwing in their ten cents worth, ended up with me and Blondie down at the station. We had the usual rigmarole, questions, answers, accusations and denials, and it all got put down on a formal report. Blondie was condescending. Surely you ain't going to take the word of an old fellow like that, Inspector, he said. You can see he can barely look after himself. He's unsteady on his feet and as blind as a bat. Poor old codger should be in an home. By the time I got chance to talk, they had me all lined up as a silly old fart who could hardly function on his own, especially when I had to change my story and admit that the money hadn't really been stolen, just kicked around a bit. You got it wrong, Tom, the policeman said, meaning it kindly. He simply knocked your hat by accident. There was no blooming accident, I said, as they directed me to the door. Now you can't be sure of that, Tom, I was told. I was going to protest a bit more. I know, 
What I know, I muttered under my breath. That's just it. You don't know anything, the policeman started to say. You just think you do. And then he added, Hey, how much can you see? Taking a bit more interest in me eyesight than I really wanted. Enough, I muttered, but I thought it best to retreat. After all, my permit was extinct then. Whiles later, I was down at the pub with me mates when old Bottle George told me of a fellow who'd given him a workover out the back of the alley and taken everything he had. Curious, I asked him. He wouldn't have been a tall young fellow with blonde curly hair, would he, mate? Yeah. How'd you know that, said George? I told him about Patch and me hat. Rotten prick, said George as he took another swig of beer. The world's full of them nowadays. Oh, this was dollars and cents stuff, of course. And it would have stayed that way, but for what happened on the street some time later. I was standing at the back of a group of other pedestrians waiting across Queen Street when an old woman right by the curb suddenly stumbled and fell into the road. <coughs> Traffic was roaring past and she went right under a car. Well, as you can imagine, everything went crazy. People screamed, cars began to pile up and there was a right old mess. And just out of the corner of my eye I saw, or I thought I saw, a tall blonde figure disappearing down the road and away. They managed to pull the old woman out from under the wheels, and although she was all smashed up and there was blood everywhere, she kept moaning, Me purse! Me purse! Somebody stole me purse! before she passed out. I wanted to hang around see if she was all right, but it was the first day of the sales and I knew how to get into position before the crowds came. So I don't know whether she died or not. Though, from the look of her, it would have been a mercy if she had. Over the next few weeks, I saw a lot of things involving Blondie and heard of others. Mostly it was just stuff being pinched and people getting knocked over and that sort of thing. And of course, I knew I couldn't do anything. I just got madder and madder. And then one day, I sort of exploded inside. You see, I was on my way to the Ecker. Got to the railway station early so as to catch the 8.30 train and get a good posse. But lots of others were making an early start too, and the station was packed full. I had Patch with me, of course, and he was in working mode, all sort of sparked up and ready for the trip. We heard the train coming into the station, and the crowd moved forward, with me caught up in the middle of them. Then I felt Patch stiffen, and he began one of those deep-throated growls of his. I looked back, and I saw Blondie nearby. I couldn't be sure, but I thought he got a pair of scissors and was sticking them into Patch's side, making the old fella cry in pain. I felt a kind of tight feeling come into me head and chest. I didn't say anything, even though I saw that nasty tight leer come on Blondie's face. I just pulled Patch onto the other side of me. And then I changed my mind about boarding the coming train. I just turned quickly and I walked away. I heard a scream straight away, but like I said to the police sergeant, being blind, I didn't see what happened. What with the crowd and all, it was all pretty confusing. They were very patient at the hearing. Spoke to me like a kid, they did, even though I wore all my old service medals. You mustn't blame yourself, Tom, the counsellor said. It was an accident. Your cane simply got caught up in his trouser leg and he got thrown forward. It's a curse being old and blind, Sergeant, I said. 
Sometimes I think I'd be better off in a home. But I likes to be independent and, and not a strain on the taxpayer, I added quickly. And it is a curse, being dependent on the generosity of the public. That's no bull. Especially when you don't have no skills to fall back on. Like that new young fellow who's just got a permit to work in a mall. Tries to play the guitar he does, but he's not very good. Well, not yet. But then with him in a wheelchair, I guess he'll have plenty of time to get better. Shame, really. Him so young and blonde and nice looking. You have been listening to Touche, written by Brianda Cross and narrated by John Cross.